Well, what's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva. Y'all already know what time it is. This is for my ladies. Welcome back, you all, to another season of This is for My Ladies. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe to This is for My Ladies so you can receive your weekly notifications. And also, you can become a supporter of this podcast by simply clicking the link in my bio of Tisha the Diva or This is for My Ladies podcast on Instagram. Going to my link tree. And it will give you a link where you can become a supporter of this podcast. So this week's episode, we are going to talk about the terrible heat wave that has shot through California. We're going to get into the Monica and Brandy versus. We also got a hot topic with Cardi B versus Candace Owens. And then we're just going to get into just a little TV talk. This is for my ladies. I'm Tisha the Diva. Stay tuned. What's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva, and this is for my ladies. This is my podcast where amazing things happen, and we get to talk, discuss, and celebrate real women of color. This is for my ladies is just for you. This podcast is a place where I get to highlight not only my life dreams and goals, but yours too. I believe I was called to create a platform for myself to express not only my thoughts, but those of other women that's unfiltered and untamed. I plan to talk and discuss topics that interest me and other women. I want my audience to be engaged and aware. So any topics, email them to me at tishathediva at gmail.com. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of This Is For My Ladies. I'm your host, Tisha the Diva. And you guys, like, we're just going to get right into it, okay? So first of all, as you all know, I am out here in California. And let me tell you guys temperatures here have reached between 118 and 130 you guys i am in the valley so like i said in some previous episodes um, i am between two mountains that pretty much blocks out any wind that's coming off the ocean it 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 oh my god it's it was terrible um when I had got into the car, the temperature read 118. It's like the AC was not pumping out cold air. It's like whatever air was outside, that's what the AC was sucking in and blowing back out. When I tell you I was on a highway driving to an interview and I was just praying and crying because it was that hot, like it was uncontrollable. I could not take it. And so many people be like, oh, you know, you in a place that got dry heat and all of that stuff. Let me tell y'all something. Heat is heat. Humid heat, dry heat, heat is heat. There is no type of comparison when it comes to just being hot. Like, oh, no, it's hotter on the on the East Coast because it's humid heat. Oh, it's hotter on the West Coast. Or it's not as hot on the West Coast because it's dry. The heat is heat. We're not about to debate that. Like, I could not take it. It's like the moment that you stepped outside, you were soaking wet. When I tell you I was stuck to the leather, I, I just couldn't take it, y'all. When I tell y'all, I, I could not take it. Um, a bunch of y'all know California have forest fires, um, wildfires, and pretty much it start. It pretty much comes from it being so hot, the temperatures reaching, you know, 
death levels and you know the sun beaming down on the you know on these dry trees these dry bushes and all that stuff and it sparks the fire and i can definitely see why california has so many many wildfires because it gets hot here and i didn't think that it got that hot because when i initially came out here and it has literally been officially 52 days since i've been out here and the week that i came it was very nice it was cool at night and you know i didn't have any jackets i had to go out and like buy a sweatshirt just to keep me nice and warm at night because it would get really cool like almost kind of chilly and this was in july and literally like the week after and the week after that it's just like temperatures started rising and of course naturally august is a it's like the hottest month of the year depending on where you are in the world um it was hot but then i'm like we're in september and this is excruciating like i can't take it and um, a lot of people that have been here or live here say that the heat has literally been unnatural. Somebody was like, the sun doesn't even look real because of just how hot, how hot it is. And it's, it, y'all, I can't take it. I can't take it. I was just like, I, I'm ready to go back home because that's how, that's how bad it is. And right now I'm, you know, recording this podcast. I woke up early. I said I want to get it out the way. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. The sun is up. I mean, it looks extremely beautiful. I wish you guys could just see what I'm seeing. Um, it's like the sun just looks different over here um, from the East Coast. But when I tell you, this heat ain't no joke. Like it's no joke. Um, and only thing that I could do is pretty much stay in the house and stay hydrated but even that doesn't work because that's how hot it is it's like the heat overpowers the AC that's in the crib it's a mess y'all it is a mess now speaking of a heat wave did you guys catch that heat with Brandy and Monica on the verses so last week on Monday on August 31st like we literally have gotten what we have been waiting for for years pretty much a Brandy and Monica reunion um as we all know um and as we can all kind of pretty much figure out and tell Monica initially probably did not want to do the verses. We can all tell that Brandy probably was very, very excited to do the verses. You know, Brandy has um, been in the media for saying some things about Monica. What she said, I don't know. Y'all can look it up. Um, to be honest, do I care? No. But obviously it was that serious for Monica to and her to have not had um, an established relationship for years um, and there to be pretty much animosity and some beef between them and it had been years you know I guess since they've been in the same room with each other since recording The Boy Is Mine um, and you know pretty much Monica said that there were some things that had to be said and some things that had to be forgiven you know in order for her to agree to doing the verses and we know that but if you felt that way I felt like sis you could have did that 
whenever you agreed that you wanted to do the verses, that was the day that you could have reached out to Brandy and just like, look, I really don't want to do this. I really never had any intentions on doing this. But since this is what the people want, since we get paid, this is just what I feel. And this is what I need to do in order for us to go in this and do this together not wait until the day of because again it does still come off as you know shady and i know some people was like you know y'all calling monica shady y'all calling brandy shady and all of that stuff or whatever listen the tension was thick the tension was super duper thick you could see you know verbal language body language facials all of that reads and you know, some people was like, no, Monica getting called, you know, toxic because, you know, all that stuff or whatever. But you talk, Monica talks all this stuff about growth and healing and she a PK, preacher's kid, all of that stuff or whatever. So let it go. Let it go. Whatever it was, let it go. You know, you didn't get married. You didn't had children. You know, you fighting to get your man out of jail with Kim Kardashian. You hanging out with Kim. All of this stuff or whatever. Like, Kim Kardashian just posted, like, a day or two ago, her, Lala, and Monica all together going to Kanye West's Sunday service that he had Joel Osteen at. So, it's like... You're very forgiving um, of everything else, but you still feeling some type of way about Brandy. Girl, get your coins, you know, kiss, kiss, all that stuff or whatever, and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Would I like to see, you know, a, another Brandy and Monica collaboration? Absolutely. Because when I tell you I got my life watching Brandy and Monica versus but the only thing that I did not like was the fact that they didn't sing come on like and I feel like that was probably like the agreement like Monica like I'll do it but I'm not singing like that was so whack that that part was whack that I didn't like but at all you know needless to say I enjoyed it okay now Speaking of, you know, toxic, tox, toxicity or, you know, women being toxic, women just being catty, women just being shady, let's get into this Cardi B versus Candace Owens. So recently, Cardi B sat down with, um, you know, presidential candidate Joe Biden pretty much to talk about the state of black lives, the state of African-American men, um, and just pretty much, you know, just asking him questions and all that stuff or whatever. Did I watch the interview that Cardi B had with Joe Biden? No, I didn't. Um, honestly, not even interested. However, um, Candace Owens, and if you're not familiar with Candace Owens, Candace Owens is the um, African-American who is anti-black. She's an African-American woman who is anti-black. She's a um, conservative, um, you know, with the um, conservative party, conservative party, whatever it is. Um, and she pretty much 
um, made her rounds back in the media after she pretty much made a video stating that um, George Floyd is should not be like the face of this movement because um, he was a criminal. Um, he had drugs in his system when he died. He pretty much held a pregnant woman, um, you know, at gunpoint to have her robbed. And, you know, she was just saying pretty much, you know, no, no, nobody deserves to die. But, you know, George Floyd is not a hero. Um, and initially when I watched the video of Candace, I was interested in what she said. She is a woman who is extremely articulate, um, very quick, you know, and I didn't find anything that she had said as to be wrong, you know, but the more I watched her, I'm just like, mm-hmm, this, this girl looks like she sucked white cock. <laughs> And those were the words that I used. Like, that's just what she was giving off to me. Um, and she had me as far as her delivery and everything up until, you know, okay, here here it goes. Here's the rant. And then um, it kind of, you know, turned me off about her message. But needless to say, I was like, you know, she's funny. She's entertaining. I like her. Um, because, again, she gets a reaction out of people she's pandering people and people really get upset about that and um i i remember i used to be a person that you know got upset with people in the media and celebrities when they didn't speak out they did speak out or you know they didn't have a place and all that stuff but again she's using her platform um for what she wants to use it for and her message is anti-black if you listen to her you know i know people be like how can you you know like her she's true to herself whoever she thinks she wants to be she's true to it and i'm not mad at that i'm not mad at that um I mean, of course, she does say some things. I'd be like, girl, come on now. But at the end of the day, I can choose not to watch her. I can choose not to support her. I can block her. I can block anything with, that comes across my timeline. Like, I don't have to dive deep into this whole thing about Candace Owens and just be like, oh, my God. And, like, I, I don't care. I have other things, you know, to worry about. Well, anyway... Candace Owens um, first made her round initially, um, and let me pull up the article. So pretty much what happened was um, Candace reached out to the Connecticut NAACP um, because she was threatened by. Let me pull it up, you guys, because I want to. I want to be correct. Okay. All right. So, and I'm gonna read this. Um, she had a lawsuit with the NAACP. So now, uh, Owens now calls the NAACP one of the worst groups of black people, even though the orga organization helped her win a racial discrimination lawsuit. In 2007, she accused some white boys of racially harassing and threatening to kill her. Owens claims the boys were the son of then Stanford Mayor Dan Daniel Malloy, Connecticut's former governor. Because of the NAACP, Owens family received a settlement of $37,500 from Stanford Public Schools. 
Scott X. Isdale, the Connecticut NAACP president, who helped Owens with her lawsuit, was shocked to hear that she had became a conservative. Isdale told Mick, we're very sad and disappointed in her. It seems to me that she's now trying to play to a different type of demographic. I'm sorry, guys. Um, He also said it's the same type of thing Clarence Thomas did. Thomas reaped all the benefits of affirmative action and then tried to roll over on it. It's the kind of mentality and disrespect. Um, Candace has been, you know, for for you know for a while been you know pretty much trolling people with anti-trump websites now again she is pro-trump um fox news when she had said that the nra which is the national rifle association was founded as a civil rights organization that protected black people from the kkk um the fox news host was like she had never heard of that but pretty much people were saying of course that was a lie um she had another lawsuit um back in january of this year um pretty much candace attacked new york representative um alexandra ocosia cortez um pretty much um the AOC um she's the Hispanic um New York representative that pretty much we see in you know these videos on Instagram Twitter uh Facebook and all that stuff um for being fiscally irresponsible because the newly elected congresswoman couldn't afford an apartment in Washington DC now people who know um Alexandra um, Ocasio-Cortez, she is very, you know, vocal about how before she became, you know, the New York representative, she was a waitress. Um, You know, she was a waitress. She had um, a bunch of debt. So she knows how to relate to people, you know, African-Americans and minorities and all of that stuff. Um, However, a reporter, Nathan um, Bernard, exposed Owens by posting a lawsuit that showed that Candace had rented a $3,500 apartment, lived there for six months rent-free, then claimed she had gotten toxic mold sickness and threatened to sue her landlord to avoid paying rent. But she had the nerve, <laughs> the nerve to say, you know, that, you know, Alexandra, Alexandria, whatever her name is, you know, not no disrespect, but she um, was um, fiscally irresponsible when at the age of 28, Candace was also fiscally responsible, fiscally fiscally irresponsible that she rented a $3,500 apartment and lived there. First of all, I'm trying to figure out how to live in a $3,500 apartment anywhere rent free for six months. Sis, teach me your con con artist ways, please. (laughs) Please. But anyway, um, you know, she's pretty much basically been flip-flopping her Blexit um, name that she pretty much named her organization. She had received a cease and desist back in 2018. Um for having for using that name that has already been used um it's 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 just been pretty much like a lot with candace but again she pretty much kind of made her way back into 
you know, like the media and just pretty much kind of knows who she is because of that video with George Floyd. Now, her beef with Cardi B. So, um, pretty much Candace was doing the interview. I'm not sure who the interview was with or who the interview was for, who the interviewer was, but um, she did an interview um, and she brought up how, you know, Cardi B is a puppet how she's illiterate, dumb, um, and Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have been using her um, pretty much to troll the African-American, the Mexican vote or whatever, whatever vote, the Latino vote. Um, and she, you know, she's pretty much being used by Joe Biden and he doesn't care nothing about her. He's just using her. Now, you know, I can definitely understand that and see that, but for Candace Owens to pretty much disrespect her and call her illiterate, call her dumb, um, that was kind of, you know, but that's Candace. That, that's Candace, you know, and a lot of people do feel that Cardi B is illiterate and can't talk, but we find Cardi B to be very entertaining. The same way that people don't like Cardi B is the same way people don't like Candace, but equally find both of them ladies to be extremely entertaining. Both of them speak their minds. Um, you know, both of them are unapologetic, and that's what you know people like about them. Of course, white people like them because again, they are able to, you know, fly their racist flag high right in Candace's face, and she's okay with it because she pretty much feels the same way they do. But not knowing that, sis, they still hate you. Like, I mean, can't get around it. So, um, you know, Cardi B responded back and was saying that the reason why Joe Biden, you know, had to speak to her was because she has the number one song in America. You know, her sister, um, Hennessy, was pretty much attacked by, um, you know, Trump supporters when Hennessy and her girlfriend, which Hennessy is a lesbian, Cardi B's sister, um, was in the Hamptons and had been pretty much attacked by some Trump supporters. And, you know, Candace got on, you know, did a live. It was pretty much tweets were, you know, exchange verbal, you know, you know, they pretty much, Cardi B would make a video, Candace would make a video and all that stuff or whatever. And, um, you know, verbal exchanges. And um, yeah, it was pretty much Cardi B just saying, you know, everything that she felt and why that, you know, Joe Biden, like, you know, she have millions of followers and she know that, if she tells people to vote, then they will get out and vote. But Candace, of course, hating the Democratic Party, just feeling like the Democrats are responsible for, you know, the killing of black men and, you know, pretty much everything that has been going on. And, you know, but and I get where Candace is coming from because the Democratic Party initially like it was a flip. Black people were Republicans. Um, and you know white people were democratics or however there was a flip at one point in history and time black people were republicans i'm not sure where in history the flip came where it was now that 
black people represented the Democratic Party, white people represented the Republican Party. I'm not sure where that switch was, but if you do read your history, like it is fact, like it's, it's fact. So what she's saying isn't untrue as far as the Democrat. But when you do look at it, a lot of things have happened under the Democratic Party when Democrats were in office that has, you know, kind of neg negatively affected black people. She's not lying. She's not, you know, and that's what I do appreciate about Candace because some of the stuff, yes, it is completely absurd and just her way of thinking. But some of the things that this girl is saying is not untrue. It's just the fact of how she's delivering it because, again, she gives off a anti-black message for her to be a black African-American woman. But again, you know, so, um, you know, she, Candace, you know, said that, you know, she likes Cardi B. When she first seen her on Love & Hip Hop, she thought that she was funny, entertaining. She was going to be a star. Same thing how I felt when I first seen Cardi B. Like, I was just like, oh, that girl is going to be a star. And when she put out that Bodak Yellow, I was just like, oh, yes, ma'am, she is it. She's it. And, you know, Cardi B has gone to literally reach a level of success that, honestly, I'm pretty sure every day she wakes up, she doesn't even believe it, to be perfectly honest. Um, like like they said in P-Valley, from the pole to the palace. <laughs> but, and we're going to get into P-Valley, y'all. Did y'all see that finale? Oh, my God. But anyway, you guys, um... It was just a definitely a exchange between Candace Owens and Cardi B. And I highly recommend um, after you all finish listening, listening to this, just look up Candace Owens, find out who she is, what she's about. Um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, you know, yeah, Candace, she's educated, but do I even feel that she is politically correct as far as even her stance and just anything? Nah, because you don't represent black people. You don't represent black people. And I just, she's married to a white man. You know, she just be wearing her Make America Great Again hat, just she a mess she is a mess but do i find her entertaining absolutely i did when i watched her video last night that somebody had sent me <laughs> when she was talking about that wop and wet ass pussy oh my god i was done i was weak when candace had said that cardi b was more likely to be killed by offset than a <laughs> imagine imagine offset killing cardi b that is hilarious oh my god candace girl pray for candace y'all please pray for candace now anyway back to like i said from the from the pole to the palace listen listen 
do you all not watch p valley if you have not seen p valley please seriously stop this stop this right now stop this right now go catch up it's eight episodes they're hour that's like eight hours um but those are eight hours that you will not regret do you hear me and shout out to my girl jill for real i love you girl jill said she started watching p valley after she listened to my episode so i thank you girl like i thank you somebody listening but um so pretty much um the finale and i at this point if you ain't like i said turn it off go watch it because i ain't trying to spoil nothing for you but i'm talking to the people like i'm just gonna tell you what so the finale and pretty much p valley takes place in chuckalisa <laughs> chuckalisa mississippi there is a casino that is pretty much coming to chuckalisa and the pink which is a strip club is pretty much on some property that the casino wants to utilize the pink which is the strip club again is under foreclosure and the owner uncle clifford is pretty much about to lose his club throughout the series they show the different strippers main character being mercedes mercedes is pretty much the og mercedes has saved up over 20k because she is a not only is she a stripper you know stripper by night she's a dance majorette dance coach by day and um she pretty much saved gave her mother 20k to put into the church building front as a loan for the church that her mother attends which is a strange relationship that she has with her mother when i tell you that lady that played her mama if i I just said it once i said it before i feel like peaches in a low down dirty shame when she seen that man chad that played in um as the world turn whatever the movie um the soap opera um is in a low down dirty shame when she ran up to him and she was like chad and she punched that's how i feel if i see mercedes mama on these hollywood streets it's on and i know it's just a character but she played that character too good it's just like the lady that killed selena i still can't watch nothing that she play in because i can't stand her guts I can't stand that lady guts. But anyway, back to P Valley. So, um, Mercedes, you know, tells her mom that she's about to open up a gym. Um, and she needs her money. Her mom takes the girl money and pretty much takes the same place that she was gonna open up her gym and turn it into a church. Oh my god. Mercedes and her mama start scrapping out there and they got locked up. And, you know, another main character, um, Haley, which we know as Autumn Knight, she it pretty much starts off with Haley um, was in a flood. She lost her daughter. Her daughter drowned in a flood. She was escaping an abusive relationship. Um, and she pretty much had to find a new identity in order to live, you know, a, a new life. And she ends up in Chuckalisa. She ends up a stripper. Her Mercedes, of course, the antagonist, the protagonist. They was catty, but you know, 
they ended up finding a common ground where Autumn, although Mercedes always was, you know, very, very catty towards Autumn, she helped her out. And, you know, her helping her out is what basically started an association of them basically moving money. Um, the season finale, so we got Uncle Clifford, we got Mercedes, we have Autumn, we have M, I, Crickletta, Crickletta, I, Crickletta, Crickletta, I, Humpback, Humpback, I. If you ain't learned how to spell Mississippi like that when you was a child, um, I mean, were you even alive? Like, I mean, that's how my mom taught me how to spell Mississippi, and I was spelling that like that since I was probably about five or six. But anyway, um, and that's how I knew how to spell Mississippi <clears throat> because that's the way my mom had taught me. But um, anyway, so Mississippi, she is another stripper that is there. She is pretty much in a domestic violence relationship with her white husband. Um, she just had a baby. She'd be having to bring her baby to work. And um, yeah, one of the um, bouncers, Diamond, who I guess kind of not say taking a liking, but he cares about her well-being because, you know, she come to work with bruises, beat up, knocked, knocked and bugged up and all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> so pretty much Mercedes had a last dance, but she missed it because, again, her Mercedes and her mama was knocked if you buck about that money and about that church and about her gym that mississippi had did mercedes air quote last dance because mercedes had was retiring from being a stripper so she could focus on her gym um and mercedes was received um so well that it was kind of like now mercedes the new og and um Mercedes had did her dance to a song by Lil Murder. Lil Murder is an up-and-coming rapper who is basically down low. Him and Uncle Clifford have been getting it in, um, and he's pretty much battling between wanting to, you know, basically telling Uncle Clifford what he want to hear, which Uncle Clifford he's older he's not trying to hear that but again he falls into it but then again little murder like listen i don't know what i want to do i know i won't like you and want to be with you but i just i'm trying to work you know work on my career and i'm not trying to be seen as the man that that pretty much have sex with transgender because Uncle Clifford pretty much is a is a cross dresser. He's in, like be a man by day, man woman by night, or just a woman all day. But he's a cross dresser. Um, Loretta Devine plays his blind grandma, which is so cute because Loretta Devine is so funny because she always be talking about how she a hoe and I'd be weak. <laughs> but anyway, um, the season finale. Pretty much um, Autumn Night, which is Haley. She saves the pink by offering a quarter of a million, well, just a little of a quarter of a million, um, to buy the club. 
but it, I mean, y'all gotta watch it because pretty much this season finale is about literally the last day before the club goes to auction. Um, and the whole series about, you know, how they're trying to save the club. But y'all, y'all got to watch it. You got to watch it. It is so good. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. And I just cannot wait to see the finale. Thank you so much to Tyler Perry. Ooh, speaking of Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry just became a billionaire. Um, we love to see African-American. You know, I know this is for my ladies, but we love to see any African-American that is striving. Again, we know he went from homelessness to a billionaire. So I just just want to let you ladies know that anything is possible just continue to believe in yourself and just work hard you gotta put in the work you gotta keep that consistency okay um so congratulations to tyler perry and again thank you to tyler perry studios for just allowing these great productions to happen there while hollywood go figure is closed tyler perry is still making productions P-Valley P is filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. The verses are filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. So, I mean, it's it's, it's just amazing and, and I just love it. Now, you guys. So, have you all watched a spin-off of Power, Power 2, um, Power Chapter 2? Um, pretty much, as we all know, Omari Hardwick, ghost character is deceased he was killed by his own son um and his mom tasha which is played by notori from 3lw she is basically locked up because she took the blame for the killing and the shooting of her husband um we see characters like method man and mary j blige come on you're all i need to get by okay my sweet morning dude i took my all right i'm done anyway y'all so um we see characters like again met the man and mary j blige met the man plays a lawyer um mary j blige we still aren't too too sure of what her role is but she plays a mother and a wife to a you know a puerto rican drug dealer that's in jail but the way that it went off i do feel that we are going to get more into um mary j blige's role um which i'm very excited about um because i actually you know i watch mary j blige in certain roles uh, i think she had played betty in like a malcolm x movie and martin luther king movie um we have seen her if you all watch like the umbrella academy which i didn't finish i started getting to it but again i'm really since college i have not been like a really huge tv person so it's like i kind of stopped watching it but anyway um I think Mary J. Blige does a really good job as an actress, and I like seeing her, you know, Auntie Mary. You know, we like seeing her doing that little Mary Bob. So it's good to see her in roles. Um, it's still great to always just see Mary. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for Power Chapter 2, Power 2, the spinoff, whatever, to, you know, pretty much unfold and let us know what's going on. Um, 
a lot of people was just saying how they weren't going to be watching power because ghost is not up there but it was so good it was it was really really good so i'm excited to see what the season entails and like my aunt said the whole first episode of the power spinoff was way better than the whole season of season three of um the shot i'm done with the shot the shot can go in the trash probably won't watch the shot no more over it <laughs> like completely over it so i ain't even worried about it no more but anyway um and the the main character michael rainey jr um tyree i think he's a phenomenal actor along with the the gentleman the young um boy that plays kevin on the shot when i tell you those two are powerhouses and i just can't you know wait to continue to just watch them as black men and black actors like i am I, like I can't wait to just see them in other featured films and just see what their career blossoms into. I, I love to see it. I love to see kid actors, children actors, um, and just how they just develop. Speaking of children actors, I watched this movie called Pimp with Kiki Palmer. Well, Kiki Palmer plays like a dyke, a dyke pimp. And seeing her in that role, when I tell you, I swear, I was like, sis called a Queen Latifah. Or watch set it off like a million times because it was definitely giving me queen latifah set it off vibes um and it was it was pretty good dmx was also in it too and it was good to see dmx because i'm a huge fan of dmx and i like him as an actor too um i just like dmx as a person um so yeah it was good to see him although his role was very minute it was just good seeing dmx again um just like that in his element so yeah so um let's see i'm sorry y'all i took just a little bit oh yeah guys so lovecraft um country have you guys watched it i have not watched it yet but i will tell you all that um my friend picked up the book um earlier this week well earlier last week and i started reading it and i i really like it i've started seeing people post about it on um social media and of course it was just sometimes i'm not always sparked to just go and jump on a bandwagon and watch everything that everybody's watching like game of thrones um still haven't watched it and probably never intend on watching it either but um certain stuff i don't initially jump on the bandwagon and all that stuff or whatever but the same day that i saw the um lovecraft um country on you know social media was the same day that my friend walked through the doors with the book and i was like oh man i just saw people talking about that on instagram and um facebook and he was like, yeah, I just seen people talking about it this morning on Twitter. So, and it was like a promoted tweet. So he went out and got the book. So we pretty much are sharing the book, reading it. He'll read it when he put it down. I pick it up and read where I left off. So it's been cool. It's been really, really cool. Um, now, my sister said she can't get into it. I have heard certain people say certain episodes they don't like. 
um, they didn't like. And I, I don't want people to spoil it for me because I am reading the book. So when I do see people mention a character, I probably just scroll right past it. But um, how do you all feel about that? How do you all feel about um, books turning to movies? Do y'all prefer to read the book and then watch the movie or watch the series or do you all prefer to watch the movie watch the series and then you know read the book as far as me um i'm maybe about 70 something pages in because i just started reading it like yesterday yesterday night or whatever i could read more but i just get so tired so um but yeah <clears throat> Um, I kind of want to go ahead and watch the first episode. I kind of do, but um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to probably read a little bit more and then watch the first episode because I don't even think I'm in chapter two yet. And again, I'm on like page 70 and I'm not even in chapter two yet. Um, so I, I want to give myself just a little bit of time because I don't want me watching the first episode and it's completely deeper into the episode than I am into the book so I don't want to spoil it for myself so yeah I'm very very excited about that but um anyway you guys I am still out here looking for employment it is again California pandemic um <clears throat> safety caution safety safety measures are pretty much I can't say for every other state because, of course, I have not been to every other state during this pandemic. But I know Virginia versus California, Virginia is pretty much open. Yeah, you know, y'all are pretty much allowed to do way more things than we are here in California. And that's making me sick. It is making me sick and it is making me want to come home like every day. Every day I go on Instagram, Facebook, I see everybody in that sunflower field. Y'all already know I would have been posed up in that sunflower field if I was at the crib. Come on now. I see y'all at Ocean Breeze. I see y'all pretty much at all the places that I wish I could be right now. But I can't because California is closed. Y'all know California stuff is just on a larger and grander scale than, of course, Virginia. And I want to be a part of it, but I can't. And it's making me sad. But anyway, you guys, I'm going to stick it out. Like I said, it's been 52 days since I've been here. Um, I can't believe that I've been here for 52 days. Like, I think this is probably the longest that I've ever been away from home. But, I mean, even if I decide to come back, I can officially say I lived in California for 52 days. But, um... Every time I keep talking about coming back, everybody like, nah, stay where you at. It's more opportunities. Ain't nothing going on here. Ain't nothing going on here. Nothing. Nothing. Y'all talking about opportunities, opportunities where? But that's just me having to get out more. That's why I want my car. I want my car. I want to, I want Sonata Latham here with me. Because if she was here with me, me and her would be out like a light. Do you hear me? Like, peering from wrong, we out in these streets, on. But at any rate, you guys, um, that's all I have for you all this week. Make sure you all catch up on the shows that I was mentioning in this episode. Make sure you all read up on Candace Owens and her beef with Cardi B. Um, and yeah, just make sure you all, again, stay hydrated as possible. Even if y'all are not here in California, just drink your water and mind your business, okay? All right, you all. This is Tisha the Diva. This is for my ladies. Make sure you all subscribe and support this podcast. All right, you guys. Enjoy your week. I am out.